and welcome to PCTY Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson. During our time together, we'll stay close to the news and info you need to succeed as an HR pro. And together, we'll explore topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, and real life HR situations we face every day. Joining me on the podcast today is Ellen McCann. She is the Assistant Vice President of Unum Group Solutions, and she's here at HR Tech, and she's talking about people-centered benefits, which I think is such an important topic. So Ellen, thanks for jumping on the podcast with me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I thought I'd ask about what new benefit offerings have you seen become more important Let's say in the last three years, because so much has changed. So much has changed. And I think some of it is obviously driven by the pandemic and and others driven by the market, right? And what I'm seeing a lot of employers really do is round out their leave plans with paid leave offerings because they heard from their employees during the pandemic, I just didn't have enough paid leave to take. And I have choices. You know, I have a lot of other employers I could go to that are offering more robust programs. So particularly what I've seen is obviously paid parental has been on the rise for a while, but employers are now starting to think about things like caregiver leave because paid parental is only benefiting a segment of their population. And then they have other employees who need caregiving paid leave. And then the last thing I'm really seeing take off is mental health days or many employers don't want to use that term, but they use unplugged days, something like that, where they're giving their employees a day. Maybe it's just one day a quarter so they can just focus on self-care and take a break and unwind for a while. So really seeing that become a more prevalent benefit these days. I love the uh, wording of unplugged days because I think sometimes we're like, oh, take a mental health day. And you're still maybe checking email or whatever. So get unplugged. I absolutely love that. You know, is have you seen these changes and benefits? Have you seen a change in um, investments in technology that help support these kind of people-centric benefits? I have, absolutely. And, and you know, at Unum, we're a great example of this. We've been in this space for 175 years, but we've really decided that we need to lean into technology more as well. And so we're, we're at a place like HR Tech. Um, and a lot of people are saying, why are you at HR Tech? Because we realize that employees need and want a more modern experience. We have to stop asking 22-year-olds to fax us medical certification forms. We have to give them technology that can help them mimic those experiences they're having in their lives. And when we do that, it takes the stress away from the employee, but it also helps them feel valued and supported by their employer. So really, it's a win-win. So technology, I think, is becoming increasingly important in all benefits because employees just want more modern experiences. They're demanding those experiences And we need to move away from the way things have always been done. How do you see that technology evolving in the benefit space? And and I think about, you know, several years ago, the idea of having a telehealth appointment with a either a doctor, even now a therapist was not really something that was common. And now it's almost expected. Where do you see the tech taking us in that space? I really think there's no limit to where the tech will take us in this space. And again, I think it's about meeting that employee expectation and giving them what they need in the moment and how they want to receive those benefits. And so employees may want the telehealth visit or they may want the behavioral health visit that is virtual. They may want to engage and when they file for leave, they may want to do it digitally, but there'll still be employees who want to pick up the phone and talk to someone. And so we're going to have to evolve and adapt and provide employees with the support they need at any given time. Technology is really going to help us do that. As we have five generations in the workforce, we have five generations with very different tech needs and expectations. We're going to have to grow and meet those needs and expectations 
Because if we don't support employees when they need leave, they'll either burn out and go out on disability and not come back, or they'll go work for someone else who will support them. So we have to embrace technology in ways that makes them feel supported, makes it more simple, makes it more modern, and then they can come back to work refreshed and ready to, ready to do the work that we know they can do so well. Have you seen any changes in the technology from a, an admin backend HR perspective that can help you know, HR professionals do their jobs better at, at executing and providing robust benefits? Absolutely. I think there's, there's a lot of exciting technology that can help HR. I think the first thing is helping to educate an employee and help them plan leave is so helpful for the HR person who's now no longer getting those questions, right? So the more we invest in technology to answer the employee's questions, the less they come to HR. The other way we can help is by taking all of the administrative tasks about leave off of their plates. We can automate a lot of that. We can make sure we're doing a lot of that with technology, frees up their time as well. And then the last thing is making connections, right? Making connections between their benefits and their human capital systems so that they don't have to sit at a keyboard and key in, this person went on leave, this person's coming back on leave. We can use API connections to do that for them. So we can make sure that that backend process takes that responsibility off their plate, leaves them to focus on more strategic things, leaves them to be there for employees when they do have questions and they do need support. Um, and then I think the, you know, the last thing we can do with technology too is give them more robust reporting and analytics so they can not just be reactive, they can be proactive. So if I can see what's going on in my organization, I can see I have a lot of mental health claims in one organization or musculoskeletal in another part, I can proactively start some other programs to address that and approach it in a more strategic way versus just reacting to what everyone's doing. For those that are listening that might be HR department of one, might be a much smaller organization, how do they start small when you think about tech related to transforming benefits? Is it um, something they should be doing in-house? Should they be working with their brokers? What have you seen as a best practice for those start smalls? They really want to lean into those consultants they have, whether they're brokers, whether it's, you know, maybe it could be an outside law firm, someone that they trust and they can take their advice from. But whatever it is, really, you know, their peers going to conferences making sure they're out there hearing what's working well for other people and keeping an open mind. I think a lot of times people think that solutions are too expensive for them. So if they look at a partner and say, give me an IRI, tell me what benefits I will get from this new solution platform, whatever it might be, they can then make more informed decisions versus just assuming some solutions are too expensive for them because of the size of their program. So really testing those partners, making sure those partners are, are letting them know what they can expect, what the value is of that, and leaning into expertise of others who've gone that path before them. I think it's so important to build those connections, especially when it comes to benefits, because there's so much like thinking outside the box for your employer population. And what works in one organization might not work in another. So definitely having those connections. You know, in your session, you talked about, um, you know, the burdens of different types of benefits, child care, elder care, self-care, um, increasing demands for, for benefits like paid leave and, and behavioral health. How have you seen or, or what are you most excited about seeing in the tech space that has addressed those things? The most exciting thing to me is really, again, planning and education tools for employees so that they know what they're entitled to. And they can plan in a thoughtful way. 
Obviously, we know one of the biggest things for employees is, can I afford to go out on leave? Um, so we know, for instance, for many years, right, we've had FMLA, which has given many employees 12 weeks of bonding leave. Many, particularly male employees, can't afford to take 12 weeks of unpaid bonding leave. And so they just think, I can't go out on it. With technology, what we can do is we can educate them on their protections, on their possible pay sources. They can play around with different scenarios. They can look at timelines and they can really sit there 24-7 through technology and say, okay, what can I take? How long can I be out? What is out there for me? Particularly if an employee is in a state that might have a statutory benefit that they're entitled to, and then they have employer benefits as well. They have unpaid leave. They don't understand how that works together, so they may just walk away and not take anything. So what technology can do is can consolidate all of this information, educate that employee, let them plan in a way that's comfortable, takes the stress away, and then they can take that leave. And by having that technology at their fingertips, they feel supported by their employer because the employer's invested in this. It's not hiding benefits. It's not shying away and creating a culture where there's this implicit um, you know, uh, thought process that you really shouldn't go on leave. You know, If you ask us what you've got, maybe we'll tell you, but we're not making it obvious for you. By making it obvious, employees can plan, they can feel supported, they tell their friends, they tell other folks that are looking for jobs, and that employer then becomes the employer of choice. That transparency, I'm glad that you talked about that because I can't tell you how many times as an HR practitioner when I've been um, during open enrollment and I'll get that phone call and say, hey, can my wife come attend XYZ session that you're going to talk about benefits? But if there was a technology solution that you could plug and play, like you said, those different scenarios and it could surface up for you, here's what that looks like from a premiums perspective, a benefits coverage perspective. What a valuable resource for employees. Right. And you can sit on your couch with your wife, spouse, partner at 10 o'clock at night and say, okay, let's look at this together. And in a bonding situation, I think is, is just a great situation to use. We can sit together and we can say, okay, you have X for your company. Here's what I have for mine. So is our goal to be out as long as we can? Is our goal to get paid for as long as we can? Let's play the scenarios. Let's understand how all of these complicated leaves and programs work together. And let's really be thoughtful about how we can go out and make the most of this experience. And boy, isn't it great that, and, and maybe your spouse's employer doesn't have this, right? Isn't it great that my employer has invested in this so that they want me to know what I have, what my rights are, what they're providing to me. They want me to know about other benefits. The other great thing about technology is not only can you show the employee what their statutory benefits are, their legal benefits, maybe their STD, but you can show them other ancillary benefits as well. So you can show them Milk Stork if you participate in that or other similar programs where they're seeing a holistic view of all of the things that are available to them. They can see where the, you know, the um, pumping rooms are at work when they get back and how they sign up for them, uh, how they add their children to their medical benefits as soon as they're born. So it really is a holistic supportive experience right at their fingertips. And then of course, the other benefit of that is all of those answers come without having to reach out to HR. And so HR can focus on the things they need to focus on. They're still there for their employees. We, you know, HR will always be there for their employees, which is what I love about HR, but they can focus on kind of more strategic work in, in helping in, in very meaningful ways. And it also removes HR from having to have that awkward conversation when somebody asks you, 
okay, here's my scenario. What should I select? Because we really can't give you that advice. We're, it's a liability for us, obviously. Same thing with, you know, when people ask, what should I claim on my taxes? I don't know. <laughs> like, you, you should go talk to this person. Um, I want to switch gears just a little bit and ask about, you know, when employers are reviewing their benefits. You know, often this is done annually. You have that review. But is there something they should be looking at on a certain cadence to maybe it's I'm going to switch brokers. Maybe I'm going to switch um, types of benefit, you know, plans and, and change it up. With, with everything that's changing in the advancement of technology and, you know, Gen Z coming into the workforce and Gen Alpha right behind them, how do we think about that quickness of changing when it comes to a benefits and technology perspective? I do think HR needs to look at this on a much more regular cadence. I would suggest even quarterly now because new benefits are coming up, right? New offerings are coming up all the time. And if they don't know what's out there, they don't know what might be of the most value for them. So really that quarterly benefits review. Another important thing really is getting feedback from the employee population, not just assuming you know what your employees want, but asking them. What do you want? I've talked to a lot of employers who rolled out a paid parental leave policy, for instance. They felt great about it. They thought it was wonderful, and it was wonderful. But then they heard from other employees saying, what about us? Right? I don't have children. What are you doing for me? And so that made them do a little bit of soul searching, thinking, are we being inclusive enough? Are we seeking our employees' um, perspectives on whether our benefit programs are meeting their needs? A lot of employers now are doing things like tuition reimbursement and maybe even student debt repayment, just things that they have the same benefit dollars. We all know our budgets typically don't get expanded, but saying, okay, how do we allocate these benefit dollars in a way that reaches more of our population? And the only way we know that is to ask, is to make sure we're soliciting that feedback from employees. And that changes at different times, even throughout the year. Right? So I, I think quarterly is probably the new norm and making sure you're keeping the pulse on that. I like that you touch base on paid parental leave and maybe that's not a benefit you're going to take and to think differently. You know, something that came up recently was um, as we were looking at our bereavement policy, you know, should we be offering bereavement time for, let's say, the death of a pet? I mean, that for some listening, that may be like, okay, that's ridiculous, Sherry. What are you talking about? But for some, that might have been their whole world. And so it's just reframing how we think about um, what's important to the employee. No, it absolutely is. And I think, you know, in the simple solution, right, is look at your benefit plans or your policy and is it inclusive enough, right? So just with that one example, the simple way to do it is allow the employee to pick who that person is, or that <laughs> it could be four-legged person, that is that's important enough for them to take that benefit. And if an employer is only giving three days of bereavement a year, let's just assume that's their policy, what does it hurt them to say, you pick who it is, right? Maybe I pick my cat, my dog, someone else picks a parent. I only get three days regardless, but I feel really supported now because I might be an employee who didn't have children. I might not have parents. And so that dog or cat, means a lot to me. And so to your point, exactly, being flexible and nimble, and it's a simple change. You don't have to give more time off. You just let the employee decide who's important to them and how they want to use this benefit. And I've heard people joke recently, a lot of employers are now having uh, fraternity leave. So I adopt a pet. I can, And also for bereavement leave. I've actually heard these expressions now becoming more and more common that we recognize that, you know, employees have different families, have different needs, and we need to meet them where they are. 
Well, and you touched base on such an important point that I think we miss is that we have X benefit dollars. We've already defined X for like example, bereavement leave. Let's think out of the box on how it's applied. We have so many opportunities in HR to do that where we don't have to go back and ask for more money. We don't have to go back and ask for a big change. And we can make a policy, quote unquote, change that has a huge impact on engagement and retention for our employees. As you think forward in the benefit space, what are you most excited to see either changing or evolving? I'm really excited to see employers really stepping back and looking at their policies front to back. And moving away from this concept of, well, we've always done it this way, so this way has to be right, or we can't do that. We've never done that. We can't be uh, uh, you know, on the cutting edge. We have to be the company that reacts. And a lot of employers are saying, we can't do that anymore. For whatever reason it might be, we need to go ahead and look, and we need to do something that works for our employees in this moment in time. And if we find it didn't work like we thought, we can always change it. We're not stuck with it anymore. And technology gives us the ability to change quickly, be nimble, make those changes. And so having to do that and make sure we're giving our employees what they need in the moment and letting them access that in a way that works for them, to me, I think is is really exciting in this space and is only going to continue to grow. Such great points. Um, Thank you so much for taking a few minutes of your day to come chat with me about this. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity, a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.